a hurry to go somewhere. I'm in a hurry. Okay. okay. Either of you guys reading a book right now that you'd be willing to talk about for like one minute? Need a book. There's a bookstore right over there. It's called do Dog Eared like Books. Okay. 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 Good. Story. We okay. may or may not work there. Yeah, we may or may not. Okay. <laughs> thank, thank, you guys. thank you. Welcome to Bubbles and Books, a podcast about two of the best things in life: books and champagne. Brought to you by Amanda and Ellen, co-owners of your local independent bookstore, Dog Eared Books in Ames, Iowa. First, give me a cheers. Okay, we're ready. And yeah. books are sexy. Hello, friends. We're doing things a little differently today. Ellen's going on vacation, and we don't have a plan because our boss isn't here. Living wild, just and wild. Free. Wow. Young. So we're offering you a special reading with strangers episode. You always hear what we're reading, mm-hmm. but we're gonna go find strangers on the street. Main streets always happen, people. This might feel a little bit different and audio might sound a little bit off because, you know, recording on my phone. I didn't want to walk around with this giant mic and my computer and the uh, recording system box thingy-majig. And I think it was okay. Yeah. We, we scared Derek. I mean, Derek, our UPS driver, <laughs> is like the sweetest, cutest person ever. Um, we hid behind his truck until he came out and they were like, stop. <laughs> Tell us what you're reading. Derek. Um, but we, met some, we made some friends. We did. And they're going to listen on Tuesday to Bubbles and Books. It's just a ploy to get more listeners. Right. And there is no bubble pop today because we are sadly sober. Super sober. Yeah. But also we've got shit to do. Yeah. We got a lot of work to do because guess who else is going on vacation? Rachel. Me. So I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know what's going to We're going to switch over to our reading with strangers here shortly. And then I will finish up the podcast with what's coming out and what's popping at the store. Okay. Enjoy with the strangers. Meet some strangers. Find out what they're reading. Read with them. And hey, folks, share the podcast. Tell people about it. Put it in your Instagram stories or on your Facebook. And never be afraid to ask a stranger what they're reading. (laughs) Oh my God. One time on a plane, I was reading, I think the first Crazy Rich Asians book and the girl, and I literally finished it and I just like set it in the little pouch or whatever on Mm -hmm. the seat. And she goes, oh, is that good? I was like, yeah, do you want it? And she goes, totally. I'm like, thanks stranger. Well, you're welcome stranger. You're welcome stranger. Yeah. So Friend out there in the world, Crazy Rich Asians, Rachel's talking to you. Asking people what they're reading has brought me some of my closest friends. There you go. That's a lesson for life. <laughs> now enjoy this episode. This is called Reading with Strangers. In Ames, nobody's really a stranger, but let me... But here's a stranger. Here's a stranger. Let me have her introduce herself and tell you what she's reading. Uh, hi, I'm Amber Corrieri, and I'm actually reading a book called The Match by Harlan Coben, which is a sequel to uh, his book, The Boy from the Woods, um, which is kind of a story within a story about um, a boy who is discovered in the woods um, when he's, I don't know, eight-ish probably, and no one knows who he is, where he came from, and now the book moves to his adulthood, where he actually helps sort of uh, solve other crimes and, and help other families. So that story is him investigating the disappearance of a high school girl. But as the book ends, he starts to explore his own DNA and trying to figure out who he is and why he was left in the woods to raise himself for seven or eight years 
And so the match tells that whole story about how he is exploring his past and trying to find out who he really is. You should be a bookseller. You officially have sold us on Harlan Coben. So thank you. Thank you. That was perfection. Does anybody else want to try and... No, nobody else is a reader. Okay. Okay. We're going <laughs> to nice keep, we're gonna keep harassing people. It's called um, Bubbles and Books. Okay. Dog-eared books. Uh, we, we talk about book stuff. Drunk and talk about books. We drink I champagne. Yeah. And you're, you've been drinking something in a flute. Yeah. So let me introduce you to another stranger. Stranger, will you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Allison Hadley. And I'm Emma Harper. And they have sexy books on their e-readers. I love them. We have so many romance readers. Okay, go ahead for it. Okay, I am reading Taste by Melanie Harlow. And yeah, I like it. It's kind of cheesy. super hot. Look at that yeah. sunlight. Mm. It's kind of cheesy, but it is, yeah, there's some spice to it. And so I, I like it. Those yeah. are like the Kindle, on like KU. Yes, yep, yeah. yeah KU books are huge. Yes, and they're, yeah, it's, it was free on Kindle Limited, so I gave it a shot, and it's a series, so I'm reading all of them now. Okay, cool. <laughs> I think my sister has read that series. Okay, let's find out what our other stranger is reading. Uh, I'm reading the From Blood and Ash series. Yeah. Also very spicy, um, but I, I like it Carmen a lot. Trout, right? Yes. 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 Trout. Yes. Yeah. So I'm on the third book so far. It's uh, it's really good. I like flew through the first two, and then I got super busy, so I haven't yeah. been able to finish this one. But yeah, we're getting there. So yeah. Cheers to these strangers who have great taste. Good boundaries and goodbyes. Okay, so I'm introducing ourselves, if you would feel comfortable. It's called Reading with Strangers. Who Our is podcast this? is Bubbles and Books. The yes. episode's Reading with Strangers. So we're Reading with Strangers. I've just met someone on Main Street, and her name is, if she feels comfortable, Tina. Tina. Tina is reading... Good Boundaries and Goodbyes. And are you enjoying it? I am. I just started it, but it is intriguing. Okay. Is it the idea that you are setting boundaries with people, and if they can't respect them, they go goodbye? That's right. Okay. You set good boundaries, and they don't have to go goodbye, but if okay. not, they go goodbye. Well, thank you so much. Are you reading you? something? Garden Conversations. Garden Conversations. My friend is a new author. Oh, Lynn that's Coon. So cool. Yeah. Lane Coon. Okay. Yeah. And what is your name, Tracy. stranger? Nice to meet you, nice Tracy. To meet you. <laughs> cool. I forgot. I was like, yeah, I got that one. On yeah, I love that. Well, yeah. congratulations to your friend. Yeah, yeah it's very exciting. exciting. So it's I by having it. conversations with friends or people. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Thanks for spending the word on your book. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Thanks, guys. Are any of you guys reading what? a book right now? We're doing a pop-up podcast. That's how I know. Reading not. with strangers. <laughs> And we're asking people what they're reading. Anyone reading anything? Um, I am reading. I'm trying to think what I'm reading. It's if okay. you, you can, you can reclaim Give your mind because yeah. it's hard to remember our titles. The Judge. Okay. Bye. We're reading with we're reading with strangers. Let me introduce this stranger. Could you tell us your name, ma'am? Eva. Eva. What are you reading? Uh, the Judge by John Grisham. Are you a John Grisham fan? Yeah, of the movies, but I just started reading this book, and it's okay. pretty good. It's pretty good? Yeah. Anyone else? I'm like, it's something about bones. I got it. 
the bookstore. Um, it's a blue cover, and it. Oh my god, this is my favorite thing. It's a blue cover, and it's something about bones. Stranger, what is your name? <laughs> my name's Holly. Holly is reading the blue book with bones on it, and we will let you know what that is at some it's point. It's sad, but it's really good. Oh, that's a great recommendation. <laughs> I'm sure I will make your front page with that yeah. recommendation. I'm not reading. Right okay. Now. Okay, okay. We forgive you. Thank you guys for letting yeah. us accost you. Yeah. <laughs> they just tell them they should read A Man Named Otto. Yeah. Uve. But in the book, it's Uve. Oh, yes. But, Uve. And then yes. you watch Otto, and then you die yes. for like a day. Yes. Yeah, but I, don't, I haven't watched it, so don't tell. I'm not telling you anything. Okay. Yeah. Just read the book. Okay. And then watch the movie because Tom Hanks makes everything better. He does. Thanks, guys. Hey, stranger on the street. That's not a stranger. It's Amanda. Well, Rachel talking to Amanda. What are you reading? I'm reading Death Valley, and I've been to Death Valley. I've seen the death of Death Valley. She has lived it. I have seen the pup fish that live in a hole in Death Valley. I have looked at the salt flats, but this is a book by Melissa Fabos, famed author oh, um, of Milk Fed. She has a book coming out in October, and I really want it to be our subscription pick. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. Shh. Don't tell anyone. Sign up for the dog pack. Yes, because it could come with exclusive swag. But I have to read it because we only give you good books. What are you reading, stranger? What's oh my, your name? I'm Rachel, and I'm not a stranger to you. But no. I'm a stranger to some of these podcaster people, listeners, whatever. Um, I'm reading one of my favorite books that, if you guys read the book that was really recommended by Amanda and Ellen called Everybody in My Family Has Killed Someone, I'm currently reading Killing Me by Michelle Gagnon. Okay. She's abducted by a serial killer. The serial killer paints its victims like Pokemon, then will drop them around like uh, Pokemon Go. But she gets rescued before she's murdered by a woman in a ski mask with an electric cattle prod. And then, you know, she has to run because the FBI wants to question her, but she didn't stick around to be like, hey, yeah, I was recently abducted, but somebody with a cattle prod like saved me. So she goes on the run and it's like, I'm going to Vegas. And suddenly she meets the most eclectic group of people. And now she's being hunted by a serial killer again. And so it's the most wild ride set in Vegas. It is so delightful. It's like I call it a thriller comedy, thrill com, you know, like that. That is just what everybody needs sometimes. Yeah, because just I, don't, I don't do scary books, but with this, like it's literally opening up of like, she's like, are you kidding me? A white van of all things. That's how I got caught. Like, what section of the bookstore does this book live in? It'd be in mystery thriller area. Not horror. No, not horror. Okay. It's funny because I don't do horror. Okay. So, yeah. That's what I'm cool. reading, Stranger. You're a stranger on the street. <laughs> that's and this week's episode. And we need to know what you are reading. First, introduce stranger. yourself. Introduce yourself. You're wearing brown. I'm Derek Williams, <laughs> UPS driver, Main Street. He brings us all the books. <laughs> and he's wearing shorts. We all want our UPS men to and wear shorts. Socks. I know, I like the shorts when I see him walk out my front door. <laughs> <laughs> long socks and shorts, good combination. What uh, are you reading? Right now, besides um, children's book every night for my kids, obviously. Oh my God, precious. Um, I just started uh, Game of Thrones because I read Fire and uh, Fire and Ice, Fire and Blood. Um, so I've been trying to get into the other books because I've already watched the series 500 times. So <laughs> trying to get into the books now. Yeah, you need like the real details, like in depth behind it. Like you can't get everything out of a show. You need you need like yeah, what happened. 
I mean, they don't, they don't have, obviously they don't have the time to go through everything. And there's like points in between when the Targaryen dynasty ended, sorry, dynasty, but. Dynasty works. You know, yeah. um, when, their, when their time ended and uh, the War of the Five Kings started, it's like a lot of, a lot of information that obviously the Game of Thrones didn't cover. So I'm kind of curious about that. Um, and then I was gifted a book from my favorite uh, bookstore owners. Um, I haven't started yet, but it's called uh, the, Priory of the, the, Pri <laughs> the Priory of the Orange Tree. Um, but I think I'm going to probably actually start this weekend because I got some time at home. Uh, I'm going and back it's fat. That is a thick boy. It's probably, yeah, it's about seven, 800 pages, I think, maybe more. So your Main Street UPS driver really likes high fantasy. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, and he listens to this podcast, so. Yeah. <laughs> He's really cool. Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> Thank you, Derek. Yeah, okay. I appreciate it. In a book right now that you would want to talk about? Are you reading anything? Radical candor. Okay, so we're we're doing we are being radical candor right now. Uh, yes, we are. we have a podcast and we're doing stranger on the like what are reading with strangers and we're just like stopping anyone and be like what are you reading? So if you would want to say like hi my name's Sarah and I'm reading radical candor it's about we'd be very oh. pleased. Okay, okay, hold up. I'm still meeting strangers on the street. I just found someone in a very sparkly blouse, and she's very friendly. Let's find out what she's reading. Stranger, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Laura Deers, and I am reading a book called Radical Candor. What is Radical Candor about? It is about being honest, transparent, open in your management positions, but it also applies to just your regular relationships in life. Um, I love to be radically candor. Yes. And you're doing a very, very good job at it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Are you reading anything right now? Uh, yeah. But I, I'm reading, um, oh, what is it called? <laughs> it's okay. It takes the time to look it up if you need to because I do that people all the are time. Like, um, our last interview was like, it's blue and it has bones on it. We are doing this on the streets. Uh, yeah. We are not free by Tracy Chi. So the person who is reading We Are Not Free by Tracy Chi, you're a stranger, what's your name? Keisha Johnson. Thank you, Keisha Johnson. I hope you enjoy We Are Not Free. What is it about so far? Uh, so far, I haven't gone too far in it, but right now it's it's about um, these uh, Japanese kids uh, during World War II, right after the bombing. Wow. Um, and how, you know, them going to the concentration camps that were here in oh, America. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, that is heavy stuff, but good, important yeah. work to have out in the world. So it's really interesting so far. So. Yeah, <laughs> thank you guys so much. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your shopping. Thank you. Bye. Okay, we're back with just me. Amanda had to go, and you know, with everybody going on vacation, things are happening. So bear with me because I'm going to share with you. What books are coming out this week? So the first one up is a memoir by Elliot Page. Um, it's called Page Boy. I personally have been waiting for this memoir for a very long time. I've been excited ever since I saw it come out. Um, from the actor who played Juno in the titled movie, Juno, um, Elliot Page was in his first ever queer bar two months before the world premiere of that movie. The experience was unreal for him. And... 
it was on the precipice of discovering himself as a queer person, as a trans person, getting closer to his desires, his dreams, himself, without the repression he carried for so long. But for Elliot, two steps forward will always come with one step back. So the Oscar-nominated star has captivated the world with his performances in many movies and now we are getting to see the story of who he truly is with the strength and joy and connection that he shares with us in his memoir uh this one's going to be an excellent read it is highly anticipated and i do recommend everybody picking it up i probably will be listening to this one on our libro fm i love a memoir on audio so that's going to be my go-to Next up in fiction hardcover, we have Lady Tan's Circle of Women by Lisa C. So it's a historical novel from the New York Times bestselling author inspired by a true story of a woman physician from the 15th century China. So it's perfect for if you loved um, the C's classic Snowflower and The Secret Fan and The Island of Sea Women. According to Confucius, an educated woman is a worthless woman. But Tan was born into an elite family, haunted by the death separations, and loneliness it's, is being raised by her grandparents to be of use. Her grandmother is one of only a handful of female doctors in China, and she teaches the pillars of Chinese medicine to Tan. The four examinations, looking, listening, touching, and asking, something a man can never do with a female patient. I mean, come on, we all, I mean, I can't say we all, but me, myself personally, I relate very hard to that. For me, there's just a difference, and I think that exemplifies that feeling exactly. So how might a woman like her break free of the traditions to go on to treat women and girls from every level of society and leave a life of such importance that many of her remedies are still used five centuries later? How might the power of friendship support or complicate these efforts? Lady Tan's Circle of Women is a captivating story of women helping other women. It is also a triumphant reimagining of the life of a woman who is remarkable in the Ming Dynasty and would be considered remarkable today. Facts, facts, facts. Truthfully, I love a good reimagining. I love a retelling. I love giving back the voice and at least introducing notable characters and women's women in our history to readers today. You know, I personally, even if it's a fictionalized version, am I? I'm Googling the entire time while I'm reading. I'm like, oh, I need more information. So I love that we are getting these stories back and brought to us. The Wind Knows My Name by Isabel Allende. Hardcover fiction. Okay. The first Isabel Allende book I read, at one point there was a head decapitated and rolling and forgotten about for like 50 years. She is a wild author, but she also writes so beautifully. Um, So in this story of The Wind Knows My Name, it weaves together past and present, tracing the ripple effects of war immigration on one child in Europe in 1938 and another in the United States in 2019. Allende is really great at writing these sweeping sagas of multi-generational stories. And I know this is one you're not going to want to miss. So intertwines the past and present, um, tells the tale of two unforgettable characters in search of a family and home. It's a testament to the sacrifices that parents make in a love letter to children who survive the most unfathomable dangers and never stop dreaming. Ooh, next up we have The Whispers by Ashley Audrain. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not as entertaining as Amanda and Ellen, but I'm really excited about learning about all these books. And I know I already have several of them on my TBR. So this is coming from the author of The Push, which was 
such a hit with readers. People were obsessing over. Um, it's a page turner about four suburban families whose lives are changed when the unthinkable happens and what is lost when good people make unconscionable choices. So the story spins out, spins out. I hope Amanda wrote that right. Spins out over the course. I would say spans. Mm, we'll say spins or spans out over the course of one week in the alternating voices of the women in each family as they are forced to face the secrets within the walls of their own homes and the uncomfortable truths that are that connect them to connect them all to one another set against the heart-wrenching drama of what will happen to Xavier who hangs between life and death or life changed forever the whispers is a novel about what happens when we put our needs ahead of our children's, exploring the quiet sacrifices of motherhood and intuitions that we silence the complexities of our closest friendships and the danger of envy. This is a novel about reverberations. Man, I'm really struggling with the words today. Reverberations. Hey, I got that one. Of life's most difficult decisions. Um, So definitely for our fans of Thriller who like a little bit of a suspense. Oh, in paperback, we have Carrie Soto is back by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I thought this was fantastic. It's in the same world of like Daisy Jones. So there, there is a little bit of a callback to that one. So Carrie Soto is a freaking badass tennis player. But, you know, that has cost her some things. Sometimes she was very um, single focused and one um, sight only on what she wanted. And she worked hard. But that doesn't mean she didn't also make mistakes. So if you remember, Carrie Soto was who the main character in Malibu Rising, her husband had an affair with. That is not a spoiler. That's like right in the beginning, I think. I hope. <laughs> if not spoiler, but you you hear about that anyways in this book if you're picking it up. And it's not going to ruin any part of either of the books. Um but she shattered every record, claimed 20 Grand Slam titles. And if you have to scary, she's entitled to everyone. She sacrificed nearly everything to become the best with her father, Javier, as her coach, a former champion himself, and has trained her since the age of two. So six years after retirement, she finds herself sitting in the stands of the 94 U.S. Open, watching her record being taken by her from um, a stunning player, Nikki Chan. She's 37. She wants to make the decision to come out of retirement, be coached her for, by her father one last year and attempt to reclaim her record. Um, even if the sports media says they never liked the battle axe anyways. Yeah. But let's get real. <laughs> Women are a problem in sports when they go for what they want. But men, they could be the shitty ones. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Um, so even if her body doesn't move the way it used to, she's got to take pride and train with the man she... Um, once opened her heart to Bo Huntley. Um, like her, he has something to prove before, before he gives up the game forever. And there's also a lot of emotional um, background between her and her father as they're retraining. So in spite of all of it, um, she's back for her epic season um, for the final time. Uh, Taylor Jenkins Reid is a huge hit of an author. We have several of her books having graced our bestseller table. table. And if you haven't read it yet, being in hardcover, I would pick this one up in paperback. Time is a Mother by Ocean Vong. Um, so this is the paperback version of their poetry collection. Uh, how else do we return to ourselves but fold the page so it points to the good part? In the deeply intimate second poetry collection, um, Ocean Vong searches for life among the aftershocks of personal and social loss, embodying the paradox of a sitting in grief while being determined to survive beyond it. These poems in this um, collection represent 
a more innovative and daring experimentation with a language and form, illuminating how the themes we perennially live in and question are truly inexhaustible, bold, and a testament to tenderness in the face of violence. Time as a mother is a return in a forging forth all at once. Fairy tale by Stephen King, also in paperback. So, you know, Stephen King, Stephen King, he knows how to write a story. It's going to be great. Um, and this one, he goes into the deepest well of his imagination in the spellbinding novel about a 17-year-old boy who inherits the keys to a parallel world where good and evil are at war. The stakes cannot be higher and for that for that world or ours. Okay, so like a little bit of a fantasy vibe to it and I'm digging that. Unfortunately, yours by Tessa Bailey. Okay, I read the first one as part of the Between the Covers book club. It's more of a universe. You don't have to have read the first one in the series to have fallen up, but now we're getting the sister of the main hottie in book one. Um, so Tessa Bailey takes us back to Napa Valley with the hilarious rom-com about a down-on-our-luck heiress who suggests a mutually beneficial marriage of convenience. Ah, oh, what a win. Those ones are the most fun. To a man she can't stand, only to discover there's a fine line between love and hate. Dun, dun, dun. So, uh... Natalie has haunted August dreams since the moment they met, but their sizzling chemistry immediately morphed into simmering insults. Now, a quickie marriage could help them both. A sham wedding, a few weeks living under the same roof, and then they can go their separate separate ways. Assuming they make it out alive. I mean, it's not a thriller. It's more like, are they going to kill each other because their personalities don't mix, but it's all because of passion underneath. Ah! There's just one thing they didn't account for. Their unfortunate, unbearable undeniable attraction shocker okay i know i'll be reading that one i probably will be taking it with me on vacation <laughs> um oh we have another collection uh lore olympus volume four by rachel Smythe. um it's a graphic novel uh it goes into the world of mythology so witness what the gods do after dark in the fourth volume of a stylish and contemporary reimagining of one of the best known stories in greek mythology featuring a brand new exclusive short story from the creator rachel Smythe. i believe this one started as like a web comic series and readers and um of the series online have been absolutely devouring and obsessing over having that in a physical form uh oh this one's exciting so if you are subscribed to our puppy pack subscription so we have the dog pack subscription this was our choice for the puppy pack this month moving the miller's mini more mine mansion by dave eggers that is a mouthful when amanda first told me about the story i thought it was a like just a wild weird fictional one no this is based i think it's fictional but this is based off of a true story so author dave eggers and our artist it's either Julia or Julia Sarda spin a quirky historical event into a whimsical and tall-ish true tale of American ingenuity. She basically wanted to move her house and then took a bunch of bricks out and then put logs under and rolled it down um, because she wanted pigs, which fair when I was in third grade, I wanted a pet pig and I almost got one. I researched all about the pigs. So make way for history as only Dave Eggers could stage it. It all started when John Minnie Moore built a mine in Idaho and sold it to Englishman Henry Miller. Then Henry married a local lass named Annie built and built her a mansion. Hence the Miller's Minnie Moore Mine Mansion. Try saying that six times fast. Yeah, six, not five. Huh. After Henry died and Annie was hoodwinked, losing all but 
the mansion. She and her son took to raising pigs in the yard, as some are wont to do. But the town wanted those pigs out. Who could have guessed that Annie and her crew would remove the whole mansion instead of instead rolling away slowly on logs while she and her son were still living in it? I mean, cr- clever, creative. Um, narrated with metafictional flair, this delightfully illustrated picture book is proof positive that nonfiction can be as lively and artful as any storybook. I think that sounds really fun. And I'm definitely giving my cut, uh, my cousin, (laughs) I think that sounds really fun. And I'm definitely giving my nephew a copy. Oh, in middle grade for chapter books, we have the many masks of Andy Zhu by Jack Chang. Creative and a brave sixth grader, Angie Zhu, faces big changes at school and at home in this new novel by the award-winning author of See You in the Cosmos for fans of When You Trap a Tiger and the Stars Beneath Their Feet. So Andy is used to being what people need him to be. He's a good kid for his parents, and he's visiting, um, and now his grandparents are visiting from Shanghai. Or the helpful sidekick to his best friend Cindy's rebellious plans and schemes. So when Cindy decides that they should try out for movement at school, maybe movements like dance or something. Um, The first day of sixth grade, how can Andy say no? But between feeling out of place with the dancers, ha, I was right, being hassled by his new science partner, Jamil, and sensing tension between his dad and grandfather, Andy feels all kinds of weird. Then over anime, anime, not anime, Mariah, don't judge me, high choose, and Andy's lizard-inspired artwork, things shift between him and Jamil, opening up new doors and also new complications. No matter how much Andy cares about his friends and family, it's not hard to feel pulled between all the different ways he's meant to be, all the different faces he wears, and harder to still figure out if any of these masks is the real him. I think that sounds like a beautiful story, and um, maybe you can encourage your middle grader to pick it up this summer as part of reading for their cheesy reading challenge. Oh, in YA hardcover fiction, we have The Queens of New York by E.L. Shen. It's a sun-drenched cinematic novel about three Asian-American girls, their unbreakable blonde, and one life-changing summer. So, like, of us old millennials, uh, very strong vibes similar to Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Um, The girls navigate heartbreaking surprises and shocking self-discoveries, and they find out um, even though they're physically apart, they're still mighty together. It sounds beautiful and strong. So those are the books that we are finding notable. There's probably a lot more, but you know, these are the ones that we don't want you to miss. And we're really excited about as well. So Rachel, what's popping at the store? Oh, well, thanks, Rachel. Don't mind if I do. Let me share with you what is happening. Exciting this week at dog eared books. Okay. So tomorrow, Wednesday, um, Amanda and Lovey will be at the store ready to go for story time. We can't wait to see everybody there. It's going to be a good one. I don't know what they're reading, but I bet Amanda will read this new Dave Eggers book because personally, I would want to sit and listen to it if I was at work this week. But that's why we're recording now because I'm going on vacation. Oh, also on Wednesday that night, we um, have author Paul Kicks coming to the store for cocktails and combos. It's going to be led by our lovely Jess Spora. She is getting all the questions ready. She's prepping by reading the book and she says it's a really good one. So that is a great one you want want to miss. You can buy your tickets in advance or you can buy your do- tickets at the door. If you want to buy it in advance, um, follow the link in the like little captioning bio portion in the show notes. That's the words. Ellen always makes fun of me. And now I'm not here to be, I'm making fun of myself. Jeez, Rachel, show notes, blah, blah, blah. Loser. There we go. That works. A little bit of Ellen touch for you all today. Um, 
Uh, but if you can't make it as well, or if you're out of town or don't live nearby, you can also order a copy to have signed and personalized and we will ship it to you. On Thursday, June 8th, we have trivia, so make sure you go and sign up for that as well. Friday, June 9th, our Totally Graphic Book Club is getting together. And then on Sunday, June 11th, uh, the Sunday Sads, a teachers-only book club, is coming to the store, and they are reading this month um, the Dragon Book. When Women Were Dragons, that's the one. And then... Well, the next one's Tuesday, the 13th, which a new episode will be coming out then, but I want to share it now because I'm really excited about it. Emily's been doing a ton of amazing work. We are transforming the bookstore into a circus. We have author J.R. Dawson coming to the store for Cocktails and Convos. J.R. Dawson is a debut author with The First Bright Thing, and it follows several characters who are outcasts due due to their magical abilities. Um, So they create a found family, and I think that's absolutely beautiful, and it's about a traveling circus of this found family in the years after World War I. So they they make it a goal of providing a single night of enchantment and respite to all who step into their big top, even as threats from the past and future close in around them. So this one is going to be a really exciting one. I can't wait. I'm glad I'm going to be back in town for it. And again, just like with Paul Kicks, if you want to come, get your tickets now. It'll be in the show notes. If you can't come but still want to personalize inside and copy of the book, you can do that as well by following the links. That is going to be at seven o'clock and you can get your tickets at the door as well. I'm super stoked for it. I can't wait. And that is it. Thanks for bearing with us on this unique spin of an episode. It was kind of fun to go out and ask people what they're reading on the streets, and we might have to do this again, but definitely get Amanda and Ellen both with it, and maybe we can get some video footage of it next time. So uh, keep the champagne flowing and the books going. Remember, uh, subscribe, like, follow. Because you want to find out what's happening in Dog Eared Books every single week. Yep. And if you don't live in Ames, you can always follow us on social or hit our website to order books. Follow us at, at Dog Eared Books Ames or at Dog Eared Books on TikTok. All right, listeners, keep the champagne flowing and the books going. This is so great. It's so great. <laughs>